Praise God. I am very proud of um, all of the ladies at the Women of Hope. I am so thankful to God that some people actually listen and then they put it into practice. Therein lies the key for, um, for our lives. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to take these simple words that I might speak, combine them with your word, the mighty word of God, change our lives, lift up our spirits this morning, cause us to see things differently, visions, things that are within our grasp, things that we can change through your word. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. It is truly a joy and a privilege of mine to be here this morning. I'm very thankful for an opportunity anytime I get to talk about Jesus. He's the best thing in my life going. Um, and I'm so appreciative of everything that he's done for me. I'm appreciative of my family and all that he's doing there. I'm especially appreciative today of my wife because today is our 23rd anniversary. Amen. Give her a hand, praise God. Anybody that can, um, can live with me for 23 years deserves all that she can get, praise the Lord, which won't be much from me anyway, but uh, we'll do the best we can. Oh, God's good. I want to talk with you this morning. If you care to turn in your Bibles to the uh, book of uh, Mark, the fourth chapter, I want to talk with you this morning about remembering. If I were to title this message, it's, I might title it, Wake Him Up. But folks, God doesn't sleep, does he? He doesn't slumber. So it might be that you and I need to wake up. And by way of remembering, remembering what God has done, remembering what he's willing to do, remembering what he's said to us that he would do. In the book of Mark, the fourth chapter, starting at, well, hold on. I'll get my glasses on and see if I'm even in the book of Mark. You never know, praise the Lord. Verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. I'm going to stop there for a moment, and I'm going to remind you of something. In your life. Your heavenly father has said things to you. He didn't suggest them. He didn't say maybe. When he said, let us go over to the other side, as far as Jesus was concerned, it was settled. It was done. They could have just as well been on the other side as the way that he's looking at it. Let us go to the other side. He didn't say, let's try. 
He didn't say maybe it would happen. There's a possibility that it would happen. He said it would happen. I know about struggles. I know about struggles in the Word of God. And I know about being reminded, what did I say? Time and time and time again by our Heavenly Father. Being reminded that I said, let's go to the other side. Now, the other side here, as we will learn, is about the other side of the lake. But in your life, it might be the other side of whatever you're going through. I want you to be able to look at what you're going through right now and whatever it is that you've said, you might have said to yourself in such negative tones, it's never going to change. It's always going to be the same. I remember recently, very recently, I said to somebody, and I should be ashamed of myself, but I said to somebody, I don't think it's ever going to change. I'm not going to tell you what I was talking about, but... Those are the words that I said to this person. The person I was speaking with was my son. And I said to Josh, I don't think it's ever going to change. So negative. Not, being a, not having a vision. Do we remember what the Word of God says about a vision and how important being able to see things that are out there to remember the Word of God and what He said to us and being able to see it? Without a vision, people what? They perish. It's very important to you and I that we see this morning that he didn't suggest, it's not a suggestion, it's not a maybe, it's not a possibility. He said, let's go to the other side. Now, as far again as he is concerned, it's finished. It's done. I've spoken it. It's as though we're already there. In your life and in my life, he's saying to us, let's go to the other side. Let's get to the other side of this. What is it that you and I this morning are going through that we are saying things like, it's not going to change. It's not going to happen. I'll never reach the other side. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your mom and your dads. I don't know what it is. But you're saying it's not going to change. They're not going to change. It's not going to happen. Oh, how conveniently you and I seem to forget what God has promised us, what he's saying to us in his word. Things like, oh, let's see, I'll save you and your household. How often would we might joke about that or laugh at that in its own face. Have you seen my son? Have you seen my daughter? Do you know where they're at? I don't. Do you know what's going on in their lives? Are you kidding me? You're saying that you're going to save me and my household? He said, the other side, let's go. Let's get there. Will there be a storm? Oh, absolutely there'll be storms. Absolutely you and I will be tested Absolutely, we'll have to go through some things that will press, push against our faith and our trust in that word, let's go to the other side. Will it happen? It depends on you and I. You know, it, 
in my life, I work with people. And I see some people that are very victorious through storms. I see several of them here this morning. Cars being paid off. Not just staying clean and sober, cars being paid off. I look over to my left, and there's two ladies here. They're not trying to commune with me through jail or bars. Look at their lives. Look at what God's done for them. Look at how good they look. Look at them. They're going to the other side. Look at them. They've been made promises, and now they're starting to walk in them. They're starting to believe in them. They're starting to really buy into it. I've sat with these ladies when there wasn't any hope. I've sat with these ladies when everything that came out of their mouths was nothing but negative, negative, negative. I've sat with them when all they had was condemnation, that they were heaping on themselves. He won't do it for me. It's not possible. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of struggling to try to believe it. This other side. This other side that you talk about, Pastor David. This life changing, the turning of another leaf, or whatever term you want to use, this other side. But oh, look what has God has done. And in your life, I would challenge you to remember I don't know where you're struggling at. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what, what your faith is struggling with today, but I would remind you, remember. Remember what God has done. Remember where he brought you from. Let's go to the other side. And in leaving, they board the ship. They're leaving. They're on the, uh, the water. And all of a sudden, a storm stirs up. Men are running around. All kind of negative things. We're going to drown. We're dying. This is it. The end is here. The end is near. This is it, Lord. You know, I remember um, I was helping my brother on a job. This was years and years and years ago. But I was helping him on a job, and... um, I didn't have good sense in that I left his house after working two days straight without hardly any sleep whatsoever. I had about a 40 or 50 mile drive that I needed to make to get home. I knew I shouldn't be behind a wheel. I knew I shouldn't be driving, but I'm all of this and a bag of chips. I can do this. They're trying to tell me, no, just just lay on the couch, rest. No, I don't need any rest. Look at me, the specimen of a man. I don't need sleep. And I jump in the car. I don't know how many miles I got up the road, but I do remember suddenly waking up, hearing all kinds of sounds, and coming to finally. The car's flipped over. I'm somewhere rolled off the road in the bushes, the trees, the woods, or so, I don't even know, and I'm, I, so I'm thinking, well, I'm not dead. I can get out of here. 
and I pulled, and evidently I grabbed outside the car on the edge of the, the car rolled over on my arm. Now I'm stuck, and I can't move, and I'm panicking, and I'm hearing something dripping, and I'm thinking, oh, God, this is it. The end has come. This is the end of my life. And I'm laying there upside down or ever how I was. And I'm trying to think, what have I done? What has my life amounted to? And I'm, I'm thinking, well, it hasn't caught fire yet. I can get out of this. And I'm trying to tear the gear shift off. Maybe I can dig my way out with the gear shift, but the gear shift won't come off. And I'm looking around to try and dig my way out. And I hear cars passing, and I'm thinking, why aren't they stopping? And then it dawns on me, maybe I'm so far in the woods, they can't see me. Maybe nobody will ever find me. This is it, Lord. This is the end of my life. I won't make it to the other side. This storm's going to do me in. Anybody ever been there? Maybe you're there today, you're thinking, this, it's just not going to change. According to his word, he said, let's go to the other side. Now, Jesus in human flesh is one place at a time. But Jesus, since the cross, since the resurrection, since the ascension into heaven, is everywhere. Best of all, the greatest place he is is right here. He lives within me. So when I say to you, wake up, stir up, Paul said, stir up your faith. Stir up those things that you used to believe in. By what? By way of remembrance. Remember what God has done. Remember how good he's been. I know about darkness. I know about being bleak. I know about all of those things, about being discouraged. I know about that. And the quickest and the best way, it, it's probably been within the last two or three weeks. I was... Yeah, I was coming back from a job from Atlanta. It was a little bit late in the evening. I was wondering to myself, is this ever going to change? You know, I'm, I'm retired. It's supposed to be. Is this ever going to change? And oh, how quickly you and I can get right down in the dumps. Amen. I say to people oftentimes, your head is not your friend. Well, I wish somebody would have called me about 10 or 11 o'clock that night while I was driving up the road and said, Pastor, your head is not your friend. Because I got in my head and for a few miles, I was really into it. I decided that I, just, I need to do something different. I reached over, pushed power on the radio button. And a song came on. Well, actually, I had to change the channel. My son was, had been listening to country. And I don't think country would have pulled me out of that. 
I may have I may have looked for some drinking hole somewhere that was open late at night, but I don't think country would have pulled me out of that one. So I changed the channel, and I found a song, and it talked about the storm. It talked about a foundation. It talked about God being in the midst of the storm. And I sat there, and I listened to that, and I let those words wash me. And wash, and oh, just as quick as I was getting into that, I pulled myself out. Those words pulled me out. The Holy Spirit pulled me out. Let's go to the other side. The best way that you and I can stay in the place that we need to be is by way of remembrance. Remember what God has done for us. It's rocking. It's rolling. They say to themselves, this is it. This is it, boys. Did you kiss your wife bye? Did you see your kids before you left? This is it. The end is coming. This is it. Oh, God, the end is here. And where is that, uh, that guy we're following? Where is he at? He's asleep. How is that? Because he said, Let's go to the other side. Now, he's at rest. You ever see God, do you ever feel like God is at rest in your life? And it's simply because he said, I'm there. Let's go to the other side. Hurriedly, they run in, wake him up. Master, master, don't you see? Can't you feel? Can't you sense what's going on? We're taking on water. We're about to go under. Master, don't you sense this? Don't you know what's happening? Again, any of us ever been there? Maybe you're there this morning that you think this is it. We're taking on water. There is no hope. There is no way out of this. I deal with people, I won't say on a daily basis, but it seems like on a daily basis that all hope is gone. They're taking on water. Surely the ship's going to sink. It's going down. There's no way out. And they've called me for a word. They've called me for a way out of it. Part of the time, I'm able to speak words into them, and it encourages and lifts them up. The other part of the time, I'm sitting there either on the other end of the phone or sitting the other side of the desk, or whatever it may be, and they want to argue with me, no, it can't be, there's, there's just no way, you don't understand, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. And what I'm hearing them say is, you don't understand how special I am. I'm the most special human being that's ever been born. I'm the center of the universe. You don't see, you don't understand. I'm not going to make it out of this. And I say to them, but others have come through exactly what you're going through. Oh, yes, but that was them. This, they're not me. I'm too special to come through this. I'm surely going to die through this. But others have made it. Others have went to the other side. Others have listened to him. Others have stirred up their own faith by way of remembrance. Don't you remember when you called me a few months ago? where you were at and what God did for you. Don't you remember? But, Pastor, this is different. This is so different. 
God's different. He's changed. He doesn't love me anymore. Oh, if you only knew what I had done. Wake him up. Wake him up. Notice what he says. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. If you care to, just close your eyes for just a moment. Envision the situation that you've been toiling over, you've been struggling with, completely calm. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What sense do you have from it? Complete calm. Folks, there's nothing that I can do, and oftentimes there's nothing that my Heavenly Father does for me about what's going on out here. It doesn't change. But oh my, my, my. I have found a place. I have found a a key, a place that I can get to that it's in here, the calm, the peace. The Bible calls it peace that passes all understanding. I would to God that our Heavenly Father would give me the words this morning that I could speak into your life that you could have that peace that passes all understanding. Hear just the phrase, the words of it. It passes all understanding. You don't understand you shouldn't have peace. It doesn't add up. Nothing's really changed. That person hasn't changed. The situation hasn't changed. You still can't buy groceries. You still can't pay the electric bill. You're still going to be late on the power bill. You still don't know where your kids are. You don't know what's going on with them. You don't know why they've chosen to go back out yet one more time again. Nothing out here has changed, but for some reason, there is some kind of peace that passes all understanding. And even some of your friends would say to you, what's going, don't, what's happened? Nothing's really changed out here, Lucy. What's happened? Aren't you worried anymore? Anybody got those kind of friends? They'll call you up and they'll say, well, what's happened? Aren't you worried anymore? Don't you love them anymore? You're not worried? Well, you just don't care. Come on. That's what they say. That's what's been said to me. A little while back, my, uh, Connie and I were sitting in the living room, actually with Erica and her kids, and somebody had come off the chain. They weren't in the Hope House, but they'd come off the chain, and they needed to be searched for, looked for, rescued, you know, all of those things. And Connie looks over at me, and she says, Erica and I are going to go find her. 
I'm thinking, okay. But I said to her, I think that that's the wrong thing to do. Well, you don't even care? Do you know what could happen to her? Yeah, and I know what could happen to you. Why do you take this attitude? You don't even care anymore? There was a peace inside me about that situation that I couldn't explain. I just simply didn't understand it. There wasn't any urgency. From the outside, it looked like it was pretty life-threatening. And that unless somebody did something, certain peril was going to come her way no matter what. But on the inside of me, it was just peace. I just knew that we shouldn't do anything. I just knew that we shouldn't interfere with what God was doing. Somehow I just knew that she was going to be all right. And that all right person, God caused her to pull her life together. He's doing for her what she can't do for herself. Now, had we rescued, had we went and searched, you know, I promised God, if I die, I think Connie's going to become a private detective. She loves to look for, search for, and she's got a perfect team over here at least. At least one of them over here is a perfect team. To see. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this thing. Sometimes it's appropriate. Doing that thing is appropriate. Sometimes they need to see compassion, grace, and love in a physical form. But sometimes it's just not. And therein is the dilemma. When do we and when don't we? Folks, the only thing that I can say is when God gives you peace that passes all understanding, just walk in it. Don't listen to your friends. How could you? Don't you care anymore? Don't you love them anymore? Let's go to the other side. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I don't care if you care to, but I am going to turn to Matthew, the seventh chapter. And I'm going to tell you, look at, we're going to look at the keys to what it's going to take for you and I to stand in the midst of the storm. Matthew, the seventh chapter, starting at verse 24. I'm going to read several of these verses. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Our problem is we do not put them in. Folks, the church today is Sunday. It's not just Connie and I's 23rd anniversary. It's Sunday. I told her I'd mention that two or three times just to make her happy. So that's what's going on. Praise the Lord. She, not, she won't be able to say you forgot because I, maybe they're recording this. I don't know, but I can play it back and say, I hadn't forgotten. 
but I did forget where I was going. Um, oh, I know where I was going about putting it into play. The church is full of people who hear the word. The church is even full of people who read the word. I don't know how much you know about the Hope House, but every morning starting at 9 o'clock, they get up and they read Proverbs and they read the book of Psalms and then they read their little add-ons, whether it's devotions or whatever it is, every day. They read these things over and over and over again in church. Even today, in this service, you will hear the word of God, and yet you will walk out of here choosing to think, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. He doesn't understand how long I have struggled with this. And I don't understand how long you're going to continue to struggle with this. You're trying to do something for yourself that only God can do for you. You're trying to fix somebody that only God can fix. Only God can. I can't help it that sometimes it appears as though he's got a hammer. And he's trying to beat out of you me or someone else that we love beat out of them and we're always the cushion the cushion that slips in and lessens the blow lessens the blow lessens the blow we don't realize how much worse we're making it simply by backing away oh i'm telling you this morning if you and i could just get into a place that's saying i commit them to you and simply hold them up in prayer every time we think about them, every time we go for prayer, every time, whether it's your finances, whether it's somebody in your life, whatever it is, whether it's your physical body, whatever it is, he has said once and for all, let's go to the other side. Please, let's not just be hearers of the word. It's very important that we be doers of the word, and you're about to hear why. Ah, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. settle into you for a moment it's not about mortar it's not about stone it's not about steel it's about hearing and doing if God said to you and I I will save you and your household is he a liar if God said to you you will not be out begging bread is he a liar? If God said to you, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul has prospered, is he a liar? Has he deceived us? Is God the problem or is it our approach? Is it the way we see it? Is it the way we're believing it? On the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine 
and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall. Great was the fall. There's nothing more humbling, even more humiliating, and there's a difference between the two, believe me, more discouraging than for everybody to walk by and see my house has fallen, whatever that is. Be able to see and say, he didn't trust. He struggled with his faith. He didn't believe, and now look what's happened. And they pass by, and they see. Folks, I've seen some humble people in my life. I've seen some people dragging, seems like, um, what do you call them? Uh, not Drums, 55-gallon drums of humiliation, condemnation. Drums of woulda, couldas, and shouldas. Dragging them behind them. And everybody looking, shaking their head, whispers everywhere. Oh, if she had only believed. Oh, if she had only, not only been a hearer, but a doer. Oh, if he had. The book of Psalms talks a lot about shelters, talks a lot. As a matter of fact, in Psalms 55.8, I would hurry to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and the storm. Anybody in the house got a place of shelter? Anybody in the house got a place that you can run to far from the tempest and the storm? How far do you have to run? Where do you have to get to? Oh, it's not a physical place for me. I have certain places that I like to go and meditate. I have certain places that I like to go and pray. But you know something? If I'm 100 miles away from those places and the storm seems to be whipping up in my life, all I have to do is find that place in him. He's not weary. He's not dull of hearing. He's not uh, going blind and can't see. He sees. He knows. All I have to do is rest in him. In the book of Isaiah, a shelter from the storm. That's Isaiah 25, 4. Do you know that the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, talks about blessings and curses? The whole chapter, Deuteronomy 28. The first verses 1 through 14 talks about blessings. Blessings of what? Blessings of obedience. Of simply doing what you hear. Just do it. Don't just be a hearer of it. Just simply do it. But do you know that verses 15 through, I don't know, I think it's about 60, 55, 60, a lot more verses talk about the curses that will come upon you if you don't do what you hear. 
1 through 14. If you're obedient, if you're obedient, if you're obedient. Why is it that you and I are still struggling over the same things today? Why is it that we are simply hearers of the word and not doers? I know how difficult it is, folks. I know how difficult it is to have faith in the midst of a storm. I'm not, thr I'm not trying to throw you, uh, throw you under the bus. I'm not trying to say to you that you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I know how difficult it is. There's some people in my life right now, this moment, today, Lord have mercy I'm struggling with. I haven't found that place of peace. I don't know when to let go and when to hold on. I don't, and there's some people so close to me, I don't know whether to slap them or pat them on the back. You know, and I'm, we're, we're struggling with some of the same things over and over and over again. And I keep saying to them, I keep pouring into their lives, and I keep reading the Word of God, and yet I tend to engage in this battle. Don't you care? Don't you love me? Can't you see where I'm at? Those are some of the things that I hear, and I'm thinking, that's the time I don't know whether to comfort or, yeah, yeah, correct, choke, slap, hit. <laughs> I don't know. I know how it is, but I'm saying to you that if you will search for him with all of your strength, with all of your might, you will find him. And when you find him, we will find that place of peace that passes <coughs> all understanding. Stir up your faith by way of remembrance. If we had the time, I would ask the most discouraged person in the building to stand up and tell me a time of victory. That's exactly what Paul is saying. Stir up your faith by way of remembering. Anybody in the building remember the words coming out of your mouth? This is it. I'm done. I'm through. It won't change. It's over. It'll never change. I'll never change. The situation will never change. This is it. Anybody ever remember saying something like that? How long ago was that? Look how it changed. It wasn't the end. It was just some clouds blocking the sun. I don't care how dark it looks. On the other side of that darkness, the sun still shines. I don't care how bleak it looks. I don't care how 
much water you're taking on. Oh, my, to get in the place in God that you and I could simply fall asleep in the midst of the storm. I remember years ago taking a, um, we went to Florida on a vacation, and we took me and my brothers and whatever, took a um, deep sea fishing trip thing, that's a day trip, take you out all day. I'd never been. And we got out there. And since it was going to be an all-day thing, I thought, wow, I better eat a big breakfast and go out and be ready for it. I didn't know nothing about nothing. And nobody cared to tell me about the order of how things should be. And we get out there, and sure enough, a storm. Rain, waves. Oh, my heavenly Father. I thought I was going to die. I don't, the, the waves are coming up. It's raining. I don't care. I'm leaning over the back of the boat, doing what sick people do, laying my head, and the rain's beating the side. It, I can remember, I laid my head on the left side of my face, and the rain's beating on the right side of my face. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to die. And then the stomach cramps hit me again. And I said, I hope I do die. I get up enough of whatever it takes to get up, get inside. I lay down. Somebody says, make some room for him to lay down. His color don't look good. I thought, you, you, yeah. And I lay down on the bench, and I'm thinking, oh, God, please let this stop. And the next thing that I remember, we're pulling into wherever you, the port or whatever you call that stuff. And they wake me up. I slept through the rest of it. I was still weak and a little bit wobbly and whatever, but I slept through the rest of it. I know what it's like to sleep through the storm, a literal storm, a physical storm. And I know what it's like to sleep through the storms out here that are in here. There's no better place in this world than the peace that passes all understanding. And right now I'm going to pray with you, not for you, with you. And I'm going to trust that the words of God that we've heard this morning will be made manifest, seeable, doable, walkable, livable, breathable in your life and in mine. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you say where two or three agree as touching anything. Just touch somebody close to you. Hold somebody's hand. Reach over. Whoever it is, whatever it is, two or three agree is touching anything that it shall come to pass. Lord, we have learned that there is a place in you that there is peace that passes all understanding. 
I pray over the situation in everyone's life here in this building. I bind the curses, the spirits of darkness. I bind them in their life and in that situation. And Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, I release you in the situation. Give us peace. You said to us, we're going to the other side, the other side of this trouble, the, whatever this trouble is, the other side. We're going to believe you this morning. We're going to trust. We're going to have faith. Every time I start to worry on this, Holy Spirit, remind me the other side, the other side. Do what we can't do. We trust. We believe you. We ask it in the name of Jesus. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Come on, folks. That's quite all right. Let's give Pastor David a